The judgy opinions expressed on this reality TV podcast are not backed up by any professional degrees. While Jamie and Jesse are experts in everything, they're certified in nothing. Comments made should be taken with a grain of salt, a glass of Pinot Grigio, and a sense of humor. Enjoy this episode of Judgy and Juryish. Hey, you guys, Jamie and Jesse here. We've got a special guest, but we want to welcome you to Judgy and Juryish, episode 18. Jesse, how's it going? And who do you have with you today for well, show and tell? First of all, it's going good. I'm not tired. I'm on vacation <laughs> oh, just to keep you up to date. I have my sister here who is, it's she's Katie. Her name is Katie. Yes. She I is know my her younger sister. Very yeah. well. Yeah, she's my younger sister, which is why she's the taller one. Yes. So I'm try I was trying to like <laughs> fit up a little bit taller. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that TikTok where they show like two sisters are you like they're like, you know the taller one's the younger one for whatever Always. reason I don't I'm know. I'm yeah. taller than my sister too, and I'm yeah. younger. So that's right. So this is Katie. She is my younger sister. We're here on vacation celebrating her birthday. Happy Katie, what do you want to say? Yeah, what does Katie want to say? Hello. I just want to say thank you for having me. Great to be here. Big fans. I've been lifelong fans, you know, from the 90s. I've been oh following my you too. <laughs> and my personal connection to Jamie, I'll always remember and be grateful for. She was the first person to pluck and shape my eyebrows, and she did a good job. Well, well, I'm just... <laughs> well... Uh, first off, I don't believe you. Uh, second of all, because literally Jesse and I murdered our yeah. eyebrows in the 90s, so yeah. maybe I cared about you more than I cared about myself. I don't know how I pulled it off with Katie, but you know, you're welcome. You yeah, are welcome. <laughs> yeah, because her eyebrows are amazing. Not microbladed. Not yes. in like a hotel bathroom. I think I got a soccer tournament. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But oh you're like, I'm God. doing it. And Dude, ooh, I love I like that. I bullet. It's like people watching those like YouTube videos and TikToks of like pimple popping or like back cracking. I love to tweeze stray brows. Mm -hmm. Love it. And I know I get a little tweezer happy, especially on my own. But Jesse and I always say like, dude, our eyebrows were not even related to each other. Like this no. eyebrow was adopted and this one was biological. Like they they <laughs> literally, no balance, like we murdered our eyebrows. So that's yeah. a very small miracle that shape. I did that. Yes. The box with yes. The line. <laughs> totally a sperm shape. Well, I want to tell people like, yeah, obviously I, I mean, I feels weird to even say like, I know Katie, like I feel like Katie's family, Jesse and Katie are family to me. So family, so strong. The bond is so strong because I literally watched Katie grow up. Like I, you I, were like a little girl, like Stevie, who's yeah. seven. Like when I met you and like watched you grow up. And um, and fun fact, you guys, Katie actually married me and my husband. That's oh, that's right. right. Yeah, I, I totally do. Forgot about ready. that. Part. Jesse, my maid of honor, already forgot that her sister married. <laughs> Yeah, sounds so about much. right. Jesse was checked out at my wedding, I guess. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. No, good that time. is, dude, that was so odd. And Katie did such a freaking amazing job. And Steve and I still talk about it like to this Aww. day. So it's amazing. Here's how I remember it is Jesse's like, Jamie needs someone really loud and who can talk really loud easily. And it was like, Bingo. Katie, boom, That's it. done. 
Well, you honor. are those things. You are those things, <laughs> but like in a very good way. And I wouldn't have just anybody. It had to be like, I didn't want it to be some efficient, like who doesn't know us. And then they say all this shit like that you give them, like you give them a script, like in typical weddings, like, oh, Jamie loves walks on the beach and Steve loves Jamie's eyes and Jamie loves Steve's personality. Like you'd give them a script to work right. off of. And it's like not authentic at all. So it just was so meaningful for everything that we've been through together and yes. how long I've known you, like for you to be able to do that. So it was like, I felt super special and I still do. So, well, you're welcome. You are. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, but we brought Katie in for a specific reason because we are going to hit the hot topic of Britney Spears. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, Jesse and I have both watched the, what, 20-something minute long statement that she made in court. And I don't even know if that was her full thing. Like, there could have been more, but that was the at least the bulk of it. And we were shook. I sent it to Jesse right away and I said, I don't care what you're doing. I know you're on vacay. You've got to listen to Britney speak in court. It was insane. Um, But Katie has read a little more. uh, And when I say Katie's read up a little more than Jesse and I have, that means she's read something because we've read, we've read nothing. (laughs) Nothing. So, which makes her an expert on uh, this topic because Jesse and I certainly aren't. So anything better than that is an expert. Right. And I'll so, right. yeah, so Katie's got work. She's going to be here for that hot topic. But before we get into that, first off, what are you guys doing on vacation? Like, I want to hear a yeah. little bit about your vacation. So we are, Katie lives in San Francisco. So we chose a location. Katie wanted to be on the beach. She wanted to be in the sand under the sun for her birthday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's her 40th. Can I say it? She's having a really hard time. She's having a really hard time. A bitch is old. (laughs) Midlife, baby. Yeah, Yeah, it was nice. She wanted to include her whole family. So um, my parents looked and they found a beach house in something called a place called Bodega Bay. Uh, And it's where they filmed the birds, the Alfred Hitchcock. At the bodega. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's that song she has? Yeah. Like, something about the bodega. I don't know. Something like that. But, uh, so, it's beautiful. Where The house is situated on a golf course overlooking the water. It's beautiful. However, we could just as well be in Northern Ireland in winter. <laughs> uh, it looks freezing there. <laughs> it's I'll freezing just say that. cold. But it's beautiful. It's at, yeah. We just went to the beach like just like an hour ago, and it's like gale force winds. <laughs> it's probably 53 degrees. Um, the water is ice cold. <laughs> but Katie great. came vaxxed and but waxed. it's great. It's great. And yeah. ready to go for the beach. She even brought aloe vera for her, but the afterburn. That's because she's happening. 40. Because <laughs> she is 40, and 40-year-olds come prepared, okay? <laughs> like, we don't wing but, it. Right. There's literally no sun. I think we're the furthest away from the sun because of all the. F- I don't know what there, we are. There is no UV coming through that fog, oh so she has no, no no need for this aloe vera afterburn. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and I, on the other hand, if you've been watching my Insta stories, need it because it was literally 109 degrees yesterday. We went out on a bike ride with some friends and and family. I don't know if you saw, but it was. So freaking hot on the motorcycle. And the motorcycle is hot as it is. Like you're yeah, you're right. already feeling the heat from the pipes. And you have to wear pants, you know, you have to wear like tennis shoes or boots. Blah, Big blah, ass blah. helmet. Helmet. Exactly. It was friggin' hot as balls. So I needed that aloe vera. So you got, it's yeah. good that you guys are where you're at because it was not it was enjoyable. I mean, I 
always have so much fun and the alcohol makes you forget that it's hot outside because when you're on the passenger, because I don't know how to ride a bike, which is like bonus for me because Steve always has to do like the heavy lifting. It's so, I always tell Steve, I'm like, I'm so glad that I don't know how to pull like an RV like you do or a trailer because he always pulls our toy hauler and I just get to sit there on my phone. I'm like, ooh, what's going on on Facebook? Ooh. <laughs> like over here looking at my Facebook. And then on the back of the bike, I literally am just back there like taking it all in. I can drink when we take breaks. I'm on my phone taking videos and Steve's like doing the heavy lifting. It's great. Oh yeah. So great. Well, yeah. I'm no, that's awesome. And you seem like so like super relaxed and you you like yeah. had so much stress like kind of leading up to the vacation as it yes. usually goes. Yeah. So it's so nice. It's like it looks getting like you getting get... through work, getting packed, getting up here, the whole thing. But it actually, you know, driving we're used to driving out to um Arizona on the ten, yeah. which is if anybody's done it, it's Ain't just pretty desert forever. Yeah. Um, th- it's different. California is so beautiful. Like is, I, yeah. this state, we're so lucky. So anyways, the, the, we drove the five a lot of the time, but there's like the two hours in towards Bodega Bay. It's just like Northern California, beautiful redwoods, trees, golden rolling hills, cows, horses. Like it's just the farms. Like it's, beautiful up here. Yeah, the scenery changes. Like you get a little bit of everything. And you're right. Like I don't take it for granted. California is gorgeous. Yeah. And there's just so much different beautiful scenery to take in. And like I think we have some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. And yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. So when do you come back to reality? Yeah. No, Friday we leave. Um, Okay. It's Monday. Yeah, today we're recording on a Monday. So we're leaving on Friday. Um, But we've already done like so much. We haven't done too much of like a sightseeing. We've had to like Katie had an event on Saturday, so we had to go back to the city for that. Right. Um, and then uh so we will be going horseback riding though, if I have anything <laughs> oh, to say about it. It's happening. Yeah. I'm gonna but- ride a horse on the beach. It's happening. Yeah, Dude, so you guys, Katie took horse to riding lessons. Yes. Yeah, t- Katie took horse riding lessons as a kid. So out of all of us, she knows how to ride a horse. I That's right. I love horses. I think they're so freaking cute, but I'm like afraid of them. Low key afraid of them. Just I always feel like I'm going to get kicked by, you know, from behind or, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Or bucked off, you know, but I have like a, dude, exactly. But they're so cute. And just like elephants and horses are some of my like favorite animals, but I wouldn't fuck with them. Like they could kill you. Uh, Sharks. Like I'm so afraid of sharks. Same thing. Like, I mean, it, it's going to preclude me from doing like really fun shit in life. Like I'll, Never, uh, I'll never scuba dive. I will oh, never right, snorkel. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. not, I just, I ain't doing it. Like, yeah, I ain't snorkel. jumping out of a plane. Snorkel, no. you're on the surface of the water. Yeah. Just sharks go. <laughs> yeah, sharks go in those areas all the time, I think. I just, I feel in my mind that one would get me. And so I All you it. need to know about horses, though, is just don't walk up behind them. That's it. And then they're you're good. Totally sweet. You're they're good. Well, no, you know what? We've as a family been on multiple horse riding trips for whatever. Katie and my mom did a whole all the way up and down the the country of Ireland on a horse, which was crazy. But we yeah. also have. Um, there was one time where we went horseback riding and a, a horse did throw my mom off the horse into the mud, like fully like mud, like where it's like on, rolled her, on her. blinking open her eyes, you see the whites of her eyes. And it tried to roll over on her in the mud. I remember she, we were on, we were oh at a conference God. for her. Yeah. She's at a work conference and um, Arizona. she had to go get her, her outfit like cleaned out of like a cleaners or something. Another time my horse went upstream, like it kept trying to go up this really heavy current. Like the current was crazy in this river that we crossed and it wouldn't cross. It just kept going up it. So I was stuck in this middle. Anyways, um, 
It's it's always kind of been a lot with us and horses, but we keep coming but you just back to it. We don't for punishment. Yeah. And, so. and essentially, so what you're saying now is that Katie just lied to me when she said the only thing I have to worry about is don't walk up behind him. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I have to worry about everything. You have to worry Actually, about yeah, everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. You're going to be you know, dunked in the mud. You're going to get rolled over on by a horse. I got stepped on. My ankle was stepped on by my horse. And oh my when I was God. during horse riding lessons, I was thrown off. Because uh, the saddle was too loose. So that's another thing you have to worry about. They sometimes yes. expand their chest on purpose so that you tie it too loose. So then when you, they stupid. exhale, yeah, they're not stupid. Anyway, this horse ran over my foot and it literally had to play out the, if you don't get back on the horse, you'll never ride again. My mom was like, get back on. I'm like, I'm pretty oh. sure my ankle's broken, but okay. Uh, it off. So I'm like, <laughs> like crying on the horse. It was broken, by the way. But oh, I, my- I got back on that horse. Damn, and, and, and you know what? That is so uh, on brand for Donna Valkachek yes. to to be that dusted off. Ah, ah, ah. Get yeah, back ah, on ah. that horse. Ah, ah. Like literally, there is no time for like sniveling, no. crying, or complaining unless there's literally like blood gushing from your yep. body. That's Otherwise, right. Donna's like, Mm-mm, get back on. <laughs> yeah, <Mind laughs> me. I respect the hell out of her for that. Me too. Oh my god. Okay. Well. I wanted to tell you guys, I've been giving a little bit of a lead up. I told you that I have a good story to tell you. Okay. Something happened over the weekend that just, I feel like such a dipshit. I mean, honestly, worse than leaving my camera on live on accident. As you know, Jesse, we discussed. Yeah. Yeah, For crime con. Yeah. She's vacuuming. We're like, thank God you didn't (laughs) fart that you weren't naked. I was wearing a bra and I was dressed, but I did not look good. And I was vacuuming and hanging shit in my room. I don't know. God knows what. But for a full hour, I had somewhat of an audience and I had no clue. And it has haunted me to this day. I still try to remember, like, what was I doing during that time? Did I pick my my nose? Did I burp? Did I, did I? Yell at my kids? Yeah. Did I yeah. threaten to slash Steve's throat? Like I don't know what I did. Seriously, one of my biggest so, fears. It was, and I. It's what a dipshit. Who does that? But I did that. So, but this is actually worse. I think. So, a f- couple months ago. So I have. So Josh Mankiewicz. We call him Josh Manks. Whatever. He's a correspondent from Dateline NBC, really popular true crime show. He's been on the show for, I want to say, almost three decades. And um, we have become friends friends just through CrimeCon. I met him at CrimeCon a few years ago. And so he, Josh, myself, and our friend Carrie, who's also a podcaster, um, she, the three of us always get together for brunch. Like every few months, we'll te- get in a group text, hey, let's go to brunch, whatever. So a couple months ago, I think Carrie text, hey, you guys, time for us to get together for brunch. I haven't seen them in over a year because of COVID. So I was really excited. But like, I'm always like flying by the seat of my pants in life. Like I have so much going on as we all do that I I send text messages and and receive text messages without really like, like really taking in the, the, yeah, yeah, what, what is really like being said in that text message. So I did that. They sent a text, Hey, let's go to lunch. I didn't remember at the time where the place that Josh had suggested that we go. It just flew right over my head. So, um, oh my God, Steve, hold on. I forgot to tell Steve I'm recording. So let me message him and tell him because otherwise he's going to keep calling and thinking like, Oh God, something's wrong. She's not answering. Hold on. Hi, I'm recording. Yeah, call you in an hour. Okay. 
So, um, so, okay. So I take Stevie, like half the time that I meet up with Josh and Carrie, I take Stevie with me because Steve often works on weekends. Like, you know, we're business owners, whatever. He works all the time. So, and it's never been an issue. So I bring Stevie with me. We go to West LA, we park. And I, the parking structure that I got in didn't open for like another 15 minutes. So I text Josh and Carrie, hey, I'm here. Um, I'll meet you guys in line because there's a line out the door. It was a really popular place. And um, I said, oh, by the way, I have Stevie with me. Um, and Josh writes back and he's like, oh, she's here for the drag show? And I was all, <gasps> <laughs> oh. But then it, it all clicked and it all came flooding back. And I remember Josh suge- suggested that we go to Hamburger Mary's and we go. And it's a drag show. It's that's, a drag. You that's go like and have what lunch. it's known for. Right. It's exactly. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And my heart dropped because first off, I have no issue with Stevie going to a drag show. Like I think it's amazing. It's art. And I think that she would actually it'd be a really cool experience for her to see something new. So I was excited about that. But I didn't know if it was going to be raunchy, if they would allow kids in. I'm like, did I drive all this way, you know, only for them to not let Stevie right. in? So, of course, I got on the internet. I found out, yeah, kids are allowed. So I go in and Josh is like pointing to me. He's like, mom of the year over here, mom of the year, like <laughs> walking it. I was the only person with a child. There were like bachelorette parties going on. Everybody was like dressed all sexy. And I'm like, oh, okay, what am I getting into? But I'm committed. Like, I'm going to stick this out. Mm -hmm. The one thing I didn't think about, and of course, like I'm so naive in this. I have never been to a drag show. I don't know why. Like I, something I would have loved to do, but I've never been. So I don't. amazing. uh, It is so amazing, but I didn't know. It's I, I definitely was so not. Uh, didn't know it was going to be raunchy. Rated G. Yeah. Thank no, you. It is rated I, in my mind, I was like, okay, it's a drag show. Awesome. Stevie's going to, this is going to be cool. Like cool right. for me, cool for Stevie. Right on. These people work so freaking hard to entertain and they're, they've got their act down and yada, yada. So, but I thought there's like levels. Like, you know how you can go to like a Vegas show and it could be like, Thunder Down Under, which is like yeah. G-rated in my mind based on right. like the the strip clubs I've been to in the Valley. <laughs> like, you know, that ain't G. Yeah, no. So I thought like there might be like a PG-rated version. Right. It's during the day. It's How brunch, bad could it right. be? Yeah, it's brunch. Oh, girl. <laughs> it, right from the get-go, like there's one drag queen who's like the host of it all and she's freaking hilarious. Like, Funny as shit, but so raunchy. And I'm like, okay, butthole clenched tight. Like, okay, what am I doing? Like, should I run? But I just, I was like, no, I'm going to just stay here. Like, I I came all this way. Josh planned this. He didn't know I was going to bring Stevie. And they were laughing the whole time. They thought it was hilarious. So it was a bit raunchy, yes. But as when the performers came out and the host wasn't like telling raunchy jokes, it was fine. Like they were doing their dance routines. Holy shit! They can like drop down and do the splits and twerk oh, and the death drop. Forget oh, the about death it, yeah. drop, makeup on point. And Stevie actually, although she was making funny faces because she's just trying to process all of it, yeah. and she's like, "Bomb, this is weird." Like, and she was kind of embarrassed. Like she didn't know how to act, you know. But she also started to love it, and she kept yes. wanting to put money in their tip yes. tip jar. So. 
We, yes. Me and Josh, she's all, Josh, can I have another dollar? Can I have another dollar? So Josh was giving her money. I was giving her money and she would hold it up and oh. they'd come over and like take her money. But at a certain point, like after we were done eating, I started to get really anxious and I was like, okay, it's enough. Like it's time to go. And I told, I gave Josh and Carrie the signal like, all right, you guys, like I got to get Stevie out of here. And when we left, oh, this was the only thing. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed to admit this. I'm so embarrassed, but I'm just going to say it. Do it. So while we were at lunch, Stevie has no clue. Okay. I think half the shit, more than half the shit they were saying flew right over her head because she doesn't know. Obviously, she has not been exposed. I mean, she's just like the bad language police though. So I don't know Stevie's the cuss patrol. Yeah, she is. We call her the cuss patrol. She hates cuss words, which I don't know if she's even linked to me by DNA if she doesn't like cuss words because have you met me? But um. She hates cuss words. So I was like, oh my God. And she kept calling out the cuss words. Of course, oh my God, they cuss, they cuss. And I'm like, I know, baby, there's going to be some cuss words. Like, just ignore it. But of course, uh, the word cock came out a few times because they're making jokes. You know, of course, right. they're talking about cock and balls. And Stevie, like, out of nowhere, she's like, yeah, I think he just cussed. And she goes, oh, by the way, mom, what's a cock? And I'm all, <gasps> Oh it's my god. Yeah, it's a male chicken. <laughs> um, I, that's exactly what I said. I go, baby, and and um Josh and Carrie looked at me, they're like, how are you gonna answer this? I'm all it's a rooster. It's <laughs> another yeah. word for <laughs> rooster. Yeah, and as I told her, I said, honey, you know how we always talk about like donkey is called a jackass, but you just call it a donkey. A rooster goes by another name too, but I did tell her, I was like, it's one of those things, babe, that you don't say to your friends, you don't say it in class, right. but that's what it is. And they're like, oh, my God. And that's when I knew, like, it's time to go. Time to go. Time like, to go. What's a, what's a dong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's a schlong? What's a, a dick? I'm like, yeah. well, if she, she watches Housewives with me, too, and I feel like she probably does get a lesson on, like, the anatomy because those bitches in New York be talking about dick and balls all the time. All day. But I do, like, shush her, like, shove her out of the room. I'm like, okay, babe, you've got to go. Like it's getting a little raunchy when I'm watching yeah. Housewives sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, we that's my story about how we accidentally, me and my seven-year-old <laughs> accidentally, because I forgot that's where we were going. It was too good. It's amazing. Too good. Yeah. So mom it's of the year. Definitely a story mom of the she year. can like, yeah, <laughs> you really are the mom of the year. Maybe you kicked off a lifelong passion for her with, for drag queens. Kids it's, love drag queens. Well, Mila watches you. Uh, she loved RuPaul's it. Drag Race with me. She loves yes. it. She's like, can we watch the guys that dress up and they, they sing and they like, it's, yes. I'm like, of course. Yes. Like, Dude, top Stevie. Top tier entertainment. Yeah. It is top tier entertainment and Stevie love their outfits and their makeup. She's like, mommy, mommy, look at the ones wearing purple and look at all the yes. sparkles. She's like, oh my God, her hair is so pretty. I said, I know. No, that's why, yeah. like, this yeah. is such a great show, you know? But yeah. So Lovely. that was Saturday. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. You're thank pro- you. You're a cool mom. You're a progressive mom. Yeah. Oh, this takes cool mom to a whole nother level. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, C- yeah. CPS going to be knocking on my door real soon. So <laughs> I don't know how cool it is, but <laughs> it was an accident, I swear. Perfect. Um, innocent. Oh, my God. All right, you guys. Enough about me and uh, the horrible mom that I am. Can we talk about Erica Jane a little bit? Yes, please. I definitely want to get into Britney, but I want to talk about Erica Jane. So so she's been tweeting. So I'm on Twitter. I know, Jesse, you're not on Twitter, but like maybe you see like on TMZ, sometimes they show tweets. But Erica Jane 
was caught by paparazzi or somebody with a camera not looking so hot at a gas station pumping gas. I'm sure you've seen the photos. Mm-hmm. Whatever. She looks like all of us do, you right. know, on a daily basis. No big deal. I didn't think she looked that bad. But it's just, it's so telling of like, as I've said a million times, as you know, I am not a fan of Erica Jane. I haven't been from the beginning for a billion and one Reason. reasons because yeah. she is fake. She is not authentic. She shares nothing. I don't trust her. She's not a girl's girl, yada, yada. But it just is so telling, I think, of who Erica Jane is that here she is entangled in a very public lawsuit that involves like burn crash victims and families where it's not it's looking like her husband was a real POS for many years Mm -hmm. of course he has to go through a court of law there's been no verdict but we can all like see the writing on the wall Mm -hmm. but she is entangled in it because you know he his company loaned her company money and that's what funded her career and we, we can't help but think that all this shit that she has and this career that her husband bought at least half that money probably came from these victims who never yes. got their money from their lawsuits. Right. It's just a real bad look. And even if she's 100% innocent, which I find hard to believe, mm-hmm. even if she's 100% innocent, it just sucks that she has not come out and made any kind of statement that gives any level of empathy to these people, to these victims. I mean, it could be so subtle. I'm not saying that she has to come out and be like, I am so sorry for what my husband allegedly did or what she, she, I know she has a lawyer and maybe her lawyer's like, oh, you shouldn't talk about it. I don't give a fuck. You are on Twitter. She is very active on Instagram and Twitter. And after this um, gas station, you know, these pictures came out, she felt compelled. This is what she tweets about. This is my point. She doesn't want to tweet this any is empathy. This the statement she wants to talk This to is the make. statement. Yeah. She is pissed off that somebody took a picture of her and that, that doesn't look so good and that people are commenting on it. And she cares about that because she's super narcissistic and egotistical and so self-absorbed. So she goes on Twitter. She says something like, People are so pressed spreading false information. People are so pressed um, spreading false information about me. She's like, um, so that's a separate tweet. She's like, people are so pressed spreading false information about me. This person always struck me as weak. Basically, one of her tweets was talking about how there's like a snake among Mm. her friend circle. Yeah, spreading false information. So she's tweeting about that. But after the gas station photos came out, she's like, oh, apparently y'all should be like in full makeup and glam. I guess that's super important when you're pumping gas, you know, get the fuck out of here or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she's tweeting about that. But like, no, bitch, you're pressed. I'm sorry to be so like (laughs) aggressive, but it's like, no, you're pressed. You're, You're pressed about this photo. Not you don't look so good. And you're pressed that people have something to say about it. Well, guess what? Like, maybe you should like not tweet at all if you're not going to like send at least one little tweet. It could be three words. Yes. Right. You know, my heart goes out. Acknowledging it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. You know, sending love and light. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) What is it? What is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love sending love and light. (laughs) See, Jesse, you should be her PR person because that would be so perfect. I'll reach out to her. Yes. So I'm just like, I'm so. I'm I'm just so bothered by Erica, and I think a lot of people are. She is showing her true colors. She can say whatever she wants. Like, she could say something like, well, I have an attorney. My attorney's told me not to address it or not to speak yeah. about it. But there is a way. She could even post 
a photo of something that could represent some empathy and not even say a word. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Or even just could, retweeting some other one's support. Yes, exactly. There are so many millions of ways without her admitting any kind of like involvement in it. She could be, but she's not empathetic. She only cares about bad photos being put out there and people having negative comments about them. She's pissed off that uh, apparently there's a snake in her friend group who's spreading false information. It's like, oh my God, bitch. Like, I just, I can't. And she continues to post like thirst trap, you know, Instagram photos and like she's on Twitter. Like, just this whole fake persona that she's created for herself to hide from something, you know, that's, that's my thought. So anyway, I have a lot to say. I could go on and on, but it's bullshit to me. Um, and one other thing I want to address, and I want to hear what you guys think about the whole Erica thing is Bravo, 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 ducking Bravo Instagram account. They, of course, Erica filed for divorce, but then not long after that, there was a robbery at her Pasadena house. I think people forget, or some people were not even aware. I didn't know the timeline of when that happened. Yes. So they pointed out, I was not thinking of the timeline either. I knew her house got robbed, but I didn't put it together until I saw the Instagram post that her Pasadena house got robbed. So of course, people are drawing the conclusion that allegedly, like, what if, you know, there? it's speculation that what if this robbery was staged by either Erica and or Tom to get their assets the hell out of that mansion because mm. shit's going to be confiscated Taken. real yeah. soon. Yeah, mm. real soon. So who... Who knows yeah. if that's true or not, but like it's interesting. Very. And he has like, he has um, very expensive original art pieces, like from Matisse. And there's yes. like, he's a huge art collector. So I'd be like, hey, dude, go. Uh, like, I would, I would definitely set up someone to rob my stuff. Yeah. Put it somewhere. And yeah. We'll get it. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, exactly. Like they have, they're not, I mean, they have two private jets. So I got to imagine the, all the shit in that ugly mansion. Sorry, but it's ugly. Well, yeah. um, in that she big does say ass. It's all him. It's all his, you know. Yeah. I love how she's shifting everything to him. Or to him. Mm-hmm. Now, and we're going to talk about that a little bit because yeah. in the episode, of course, she's trying to garner some empathy in this episode and the producers let her have it, but I ain't buying it. I know. I'm not buying it. Nope. So anyway, so... What are your thoughts on Erica? Like, are you also like, how are you feeling about how she's coming off and her tweets or her, well, what she's putting yeah. out there? So I don't see the tweets, but I do feel like exactly what you were kind of saying. Like she's transferring a lot of um, attention of her being, I don't think she is even identifying with like the tragedy part of it. Yeah. And maybe she is instructed not to say something like from her lawyers or because she feels that she's you know, been married to one of like a, a very powerful lawyer for decades that mm-hmm. she knows to keep her mouth shut. She kind of says something like that on the episode that we just recently watched. But um, I think that she's just going to be elusive and not give us what we want. But at yeah. the same time, I don't know. I just feel she's she's transferring a lot of um, blame and anything to do with that would be, you know, seen um, as having... Uh, been involved with the tragedies of like the the flight that went down or anything else that's happening. All of it. Yeah. All of it. It's not her. And she's no. really separating herself from Tom. Yeah. And she is finding any way to not even speak of it. Right. She talks around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. later on in the season, Dorit talks about playing crash victims and like actually says it. But you notice Erica 
doesn't say exactly. She just, she she talks in code, kind of like Kathy Hilton. She's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's got a, talking about Tom, he's got a lot of uh, uphill battles ahead of him. Or the, yes. And she's, yeah. so she's speaking about the like, plane crash yes. victims and the lawsuits right. that have been going on for decades, but she won't But more say like it. sucks for him. Yes, yes. It ain't my and problem. I, Exactly. And I feel like, you know, I've listened to enough FBI profilers and they're like, they read into people the words that they use when they talk and how they choose them carefully and and all of that. And I feel like an FBI profiler would be like, oh yeah, her, she is trying to wash her hands of it and not even speak of it as if it's not even going on. Like that is her way of just not acknowledging it. I don't know. That's the way I read it. Or there's no other, like there's no links to her. Yes. Like, sucks for Tom that he did all these things, but I was over here becoming out. Erica Jane. Yeah. I'm, yeah, with all yeah. his money. Yeah. Exa- with, with all his money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. I have to check another text because I got to make sure. This is like when you have kids, it's like you have to listen to the text message from your husband because yeah. he's, oh, okay, good. Okay. Yes. When I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Hold on, right. I, that's why I always like when he's not here. I always, I usually, but I forgot this time. Send him a text like, "Hey, I'm gonna be recording," because it's like I, Steve's a worry wart anyway. And when he knows I have Stevie with me, if I'm not responding to phone calls and texts, he goes toward like, "Oh God, something's oh, wrong. Where's Stevie? What? What? Yeah. What's going on?" Anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, the whole Erica thing. Like, there's just so much to talk about, and we'll obviously talk about her more because we're to recap the latest right. episode of Beverly Hills. But yeah, I just I find her so fascinating, not in a good way. Like she, she is just shifting everything, all the blame to Tom. Even though, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but even though she has tried to sell him all the seasons she's been on on Beverly Hills, yeah. He's charismatic. He he's uh he's so charming. Natty, so get it. Natty, get, get it. Like, get it. No, <laughs> you and I never got it. Like no, bitch. Like no, he's not. I still think you married him for money. He's yeah. not cute. Uh, he's not charming. And we we see what you did here. Right. Stop trying to sell us this fake. Like you fell in love with him and all this stuff. And now, of course, lo and behold. The truth comes out. She's been trying to sell him as one thing, but now she's trying to say he was awful to me. He treated me like personal property and not a human Mm -hmm. being. He barely spoke to me. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Whatever. So a lot to talk about there, but okay. Let's talk about Britney Spears before we get into the Beverly Hills recap. And I'm just going to, so, so all I have I've seen all the news reports coming out. Oh, Katie's stretching. She's stretching. Katie's cracking her knuckles. This is my shot. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm prepped and ready. Uh, God, I appreciate that about you. Uh, So we all know Britney Spears had her day in court. And man, she used every second of time in that courtroom to get her truth out and her requests out. Um, And I just... I watched it. So I was in a Facebook group and I can't remember where somebody posted a link and it was the kind of thing like, Hey, hurry and watch this before Facebook removes it. Cause it might not like, maybe it was a recording that wasn't supposed to happen. The recording was obviously on somebody's like cell phone and they kept getting notifications throughout the whole thing. And I kept thinking like, is that my phone? But then I realized it's, you know, so it was super distracting, but I want to say it was 20 to 25 minutes long of Brittany 
talking to the judge. And, and basically this was her chance to put into words uh, to this judge how she's feeling and exactly what her request is. And in a nutshell, she is freaking pissed off. Yeah. I don't blame her. She is desperate. I don't know if she said that, but like she came off desperate for change. Like, please help me. Like desperate yeah. for help. Um, I thought she was very well-spoken. Yes, she was nervous. Her voice was shaking. She would repeat herself and like lose track of where she was, but who the F wouldn't. But I just, it was another side of Brittany that we off, that we forget is there. She is intelligent. And she Very. has a deep voice. It's not that she, it's kind of like Paris Hilton. Mm -hmm. She actually has a deep voice. She has a great singing voice. But I think like she sings in a certain way, just like Paris Hilton talks in Baby Talk. I think because that's what people wanted her to do, maybe some people in her music career. But like, I was just so shook listening to it because my first thoughts were, oh my God, she sounds different. Mm -hmm. She sounds way more grown up, mm -hmm. very with it mm -hmm. mentally. Um, very strong, pissed off. She said That's the F word. Yes. She said the F word like a million times in there in front of a judge. And fuck, she's pit She's just like, please help me. I am so sick and tired of the last 12 or 13 years in this right. hellhole. And so, yeah, I think that she was very well-spoken. She was nervous, but she got her point across. She made sure to repeat her exact request, yes. what she wants to accomplish with that judge's help. And I thought that was really smart of her. So anyway, I listened to that. And then, Jesse, you mentioned before we recorded that Katie's actually read some of the transcripts and the stuff. So thing. that's why the entire thing. So <laughs> when I say some, I mean the entire thing. Thank you for doing that for us. So Katie, just give me... That was like a quick recap. Th yeah. Those were my thoughts. I feel for her. I am 100% hashtag free Britney. I am team Britney. Yeah. I feel like I've heard enough. She came off so authentic. And I'll just say one more thing. When you sit on a jury in a courtroom, and I've said this before, and I'll always remember it, it's as simple as, and the judge tells you this, yes, there are like you know, rules that you need to follow being a jury, juror listening to witnesses on the stand. But the number one thing you have to do is just use your basic human instinct. Is this person lying or not? Are they credible? Mm -hmm. right. So like me listening to Brittany, yes, I haven't heard the full other side. I've heard some of it. I believe her. She yeah. was so authentic. I have zero reason to believe that she's lying, that right. she's being um, exaggerating or anything. So Give me your thoughts, Katie, and okay, tell me what you begin? read. I want to start with you saying she sounds nervous. I actually think she sounded pissed. You know when you're yes. so upset? Yes. And you just – she has been holding this in for so long. The court reporter had to ask her to – or the judge said, please, you need to slow down. She was going so fast the court reporter couldn't keep up. That's how mm -hmm. pent up it was. So to me, right. she sounded just done. And she said that several times. It's enough. I am done is no longer serving me. Um, the other thing that struck me about the whole thing, first of all, I don't think uh, the people in that room realized it was being live broadcast because the, the that recording starts when they when the judge is like, okay, we're here today to hear Britney Spears and the lawyers have their say and uh, Jamie, her dad's lawyer, speaks and tries to say, I'm again requesting that this is a closed session. And that's when we first hear Brittany and she jumps in already pissed. She's like, actually, no, I think they need to listen to what I have to say and I want them to hear me. And they've had no problem taking advantage of my life. So deal with mm -hmm. it. I mean, she mm -hmm. came out pissed. So I her. and she didn't even know she wasn't aware that as she was speaking, 
that her God bless them, the Free Britney movement were right outside with a microphone to an amp broadcasting what she was saying wow. in real time. Mm-hmm. And because she says a couple times during her um, statement, she's like, you know, and I re- this is the first time she the reason they even did this was because she wanted to have an she wanted her statements public. This is not the first time she's asked for her conservatorship to end or be changed. I think that the first attempt was like in 2012, if not sooner. So only a few years after. But all those times, it's been a, the, the documents have been sealed. The judge decided to seal them. And here's where I'm starting to get pissed because the judge she's talking to is the same judge she met with two years ago. And she said to and this judge. And you can judge, tell. Yeah, she says to this Brittany's judge. Because pissed at the judge. That's she's well, like, the way I took it. Me too. Please it, listen to me this time. Yeah, because she said, um, and I paraphrase, last time I was here, I do not feel like I was heard on any level. You did not yes. hear what I was trying to say. Nothing was accomplished. She's like, and she was still, she's so sweet, still so respectful, like, ma'am, I'm ma'am. not lying, you know? So that, what it also kind of broke my heart too is that everyone in that room, including that judge, including her lawyers, including her dad, including those lawyers, every single person there, is making money from this situation. Absolutely. So here's my here's what I think happened in 2008. And I'm so sick of the freaking her shaving her head incident as yeah. quote unquote oh. evidence that she's Agreed. mentally unstable. Like Agreed. I mean, yeah, was it a big deal? But also it's like she had her. I mean, who, I don't think it's. That's somebody who was pushed to their fucking right. limit. Yeah. And, and I want to know who pushed her there. Like there's something right. that caused that. It's not just like out of nowhere, she's crazy. Just exactly. Something and, got her there. And the fact that I feel like I'm, I think it's a little misogynistic that just the act of a beautiful woman shaving yes. off her hair. Oh, Absolutely. she must be insane. That's ridiculous. Just that yeah. logic. So we just need to put that aside. But anyway, when that happened, that was when it set into motion, you know, the the beginning of the conservatorship. And here's what I think happened, because when at that time, she was at the peak of her career, right? She was just getting started. This is before the Blackout album, which I think is front to back, one of the best albums of all time. <laughs> but um, she was at the peak of her career and had literally a, a city of people profiting from her, which is how it happens. Like, that's normal. So I think they had to make a decision like, OK, we don't. Not that she can't be trusted. We don't trust her to go in the direction that we want her to go to continue to be successful. Bingo. So, and yeah. she had this public, she shaved her head. Again, I just think that's so ridiculous. They had that. They're like, all right, let's say she's mentally unstable. But That could- and the um, umbrella. Remember the umbrella? Yeah. Right. That, yes. Those two things were like the major, you know. Yes. Right. right. But it's if you think about like, if she wasn't Britney Spears, because the whole point of a conservatorship is you have to be, prove that this person is mentally incapable of taking care of themselves and their finances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she she knows how to shop. She knows how to spend money. She knows how to pay bills. But I think that they they obviously wanted to control her money. If she wasn't Britney Spears, never would she even Nobody be. Would give a shit. No one would even care. She'd just be, no. you know, no one, nor would they care that she shaved her head. Because the, would they care? Then it would exactly that. Because if if she didn't have money. Then it would just be a burden. A regular to person. Like, why do I want to? 
Why do right. I want to take that shit on? I want to go on vacation every year and not worry about babysitting exactly. my adult daughter. But because there's multi millions of dollars at stake exactly. and they could all feed off of it, yes. then they want to take on that burden because exactly. it ain't a burden at that point. Exactly. But they're going to prove that she is this burden, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It behooves them. And that's actually my next point is that it it is in their best interest to maintain this image that we've all seen these weird Instagram posts. They're posting that knowing yes. that they're weird yes. because if if that way the public continues to believe she's unstable, she's yes. something's clearly wrong. They're creating that image. And the, one of the parts from the her statement that got me was she and she's willing to do it. She's still she's like I'm willing to go see a therapist. I just don't want to go yeah. three times. I mean. It's, Poor thing. Anyway, but she's yes. like, I begged for them to come see me in my home privately. But no, they chose Westlake because they know the paparazzi is going to get photos of me crying coming out. Again, strengthening their narrative that she's unstable. Yes. And so I, I just and I love that she's been she did her own research, you know, and it was like there have been many conservatorships that have ended or that that can be abusive. She's understands it now. Here's what I want to say to Jamie, her dad. Because he and his lawyers have put out statements in the past, which is, and I quote, Brittany can leave this conservatorship anytime she wants. Okay. Oh, They've said that really? multiple okay. times. Right. Right. And then in her statement, she says, point blank, your honor, I did not know that I could request to be out of this. And she said, mm -hmm. I apologize for my ignorance. Again, what a sweetie. But yeah. they did not tell her that. She did not know. So now, Jamie, you better put your money where your mouth is. You said that. They've backed themselves into a corner. And based on the legal yep. experts I've seen comment on yeah. this, that's what they say is like, now they have to basically back it up. And if yeah. now she said, point blank, I want this to end, they better freaking end it. And if they don't, you better believe the Free Britney movement is going to start a riot in the streets. I'm not oh, joking. Oh, you're exactly right. No, it's yeah. true. And he, it, now it's crossed over. Okay, it's, I'm just going to relate this. This sounds wacky, but stay with me. I'm going to relate this to like the OJ case, OJ Simpson. Um, there was a certain point back in the day when we would accept, I wouldn't accept it because I always thought the mother effer was a murderer and guilty as F, but... Where back in the day, some people could be like, look, I don't know because what, you know, this and that right. and yeah, the defense was really strong and this and that. But then there's a certain point that case crossed over and bruh, like if you, nobody's allowed to say that he's not, got, not guilty anymore. <laughs> it is widely known. Right. The dude's a double murderer. Everybody knows it. And if you're saying that he's not sorry about you. Yeah. Like, sorry about you. Like, your brain isn't working right. Like, you just right. ignore hardcore, like, you know, DNA evidence, whatever. But it's the same with, like, the Free Britney movement. I think it's getting to that point that this was, this was the point, meaning her statements in court, this is the point at which people who felt for her before, but weren't like hashtagging free Britney are right. now like hashtag free Britney. Yes. Her dad's an MF -er, right. like get her out of that conservative conservatorship. We all, I think are uh, really seeing and agreeing. This is not healthy for her. It's not right. serving her. So it's kind of like crossed over to like, Oh, paradigm my shift. God, exactly. Definitely. Like this is what she's been through because 
we're only seeing what we're being sold. Like we're Why on her, Instagram. Yes, exactly. yes, she's not making these videos her or these posts on herself. Uh, she's Somebody's like, holding heard, the camera. She, yeah, she's like, I heard you guys want to know what my favorite Disney movie is. We're like, no, actually, no, we, no, we want to know. We, are you safe? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. We don't care like, that you love send us a Cinderella. Sign. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so like somebody's holding the camera for her. Yes. Somebody's editing those posts. Somebody's putting in the background and the this and that. Like she is not, that is not her doing. No. Like it's just now saw, we all should see that. There was this other TikTok that did like a deep dive on something similar to what my sister just said, where she opens one of her posts and she said, I heard that you guys are commenting a lot that I'm not happy. Actually, I'm so extremely happy. So you heard happy. it, but you didn't exactly. see it. So that little subtle language right there, she's, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, I don't know if she even realizes how big the Free Britney movement is yeah. right. and how... I mean, they are, I mean, it's, it's huge and they are vindicated. They've been here all along and yeah. they were considered, you know, crazy conspiracy. Crazy, and yes, did they read into like, it says, help me on her eyelashes or whatever. Like, yes. did they read too in, into everything Probably. too much? Probably. But the gist of it, they were right and they've been right yeah. and they've never yeah. wavered. Now everyone's mm. team for Brittany. I'm here for it. Mm. Um, it's just, it's, it's really, it's sad to me, but she made, I'm very proud of her. She made. She did not mince words at all. No. She no. said, I even want to sue my family. This is abusive. Wow. This yes. is doing me more harm than good. And then what's crazy to me, too, is like how this happened. And I think this is why it's so shocking to everybody right in front of all of her eyes for 12 years. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really weird to me that we we just kind of accepted it and like, all right, she's performing. She's totally successful. She's touring. She's mastering choreography. Yeah. She's doing all these things, yet she can't manage her life. It's bullshit. And yeah. that's something that people say, like, if you are somebody who is within, you are the person that the the conservatorship is, like, protecting, yes. you shouldn't even be able-bodied to be making money like that right. and no. having a job, not only having a job, but putting on tours and having a residency Successful in Vegas. Vegas shows. Yeah, you exactly. don't have that ability if you're under concern. No. Those are meant for people who are literally, like, not in their right mind. Mentally incapacitated. Yeah. Like but just... the fact that she's like five, six, seven, eight. Like I know how to do a dance move. I can do this choreography. I can sing my song yeah. and remember my lyrics. That is something, you know, is, yeah. It's blatant. It's like she's it's... blatantly like, is she weird? Is she eccentric? Yeah, sure. And, you know, but that doesn't mean she's yeah. incapable. Like for 12 years. Those are two separate years. things. And... You're exactly right. And like Jesse, you, like you just, you guys just pointed out, we see that she is fully capable of carrying out these highly successful shows in Vegas to go a step further let the record show Britney is really fucking smart and has it together mentally we heard her we heard her in her own voice and she was very well spoken she did not mince words like Katie said Mm -hmm. that right there to me is proof she's not crazy she's not out of her mind and incapacitated who are in conservatorships aren't even aware they're in a conservatorship. Like yeah. that's how yeah. that's how yeah. bad it has to be. Yes. Um, yes. But I remember, like, when I listened to her statement, my feeling, honestly, personally, was like, why is it the SWAT team busting her out of her house right now? Because she, it feels like she's yeah. she's in current. Yes. Like everybody around her, like her own lawyer sitting next to her, they don't have her best interest. They're not and now, protecting her. And the yes. part that like is almost going to make me cry. She said at the end, "I wish I could just stay on the phone with you forever, because oh, as soon as I hang chills. up, it's going to be no, 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 no." Okay. 
You are, I'm so glad you brought that up because I have a feeling that I feel like I'll never forget when I heard her say that. That's where I got the word desperate. Yes. She feels like, God, the second that, I think she kept repeating herself and letting the clock run. Yes. So to speak, because she felt like the moment I stopped talking, I know like, I, I'm going to go back to my hell and nothing's going to happen there. The only way I can be saved is if I keep talking and pleading yes. and she knows like this could be my only Chance, shot at right. freedom, you yes. know? So I totally got that too. Yeah. And I had such chills as I think probably anybody would listening to her. That was the moment where I was like, this girl is begging yes. for help. Like begging. she is obviously not okay with this. She, it is not serving her. Right. She is not mentally healthy because of this. Right. Um. Not because of anything else. But yeah, I just, I feel for her and I want to see this thing play out. And I really, really hope that somebody in a position of power, that judge listens. Mm-hmm. Um, that judge needs I, to be, I mean, sh- the whole thing is shady to me. I have oh, yeah. very negative feelings towards that judge. The fact that mm-hmm. she sealed the last time Brittany said this. She could have been this eloquent then. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, and what she she wrote, what she uh, read, yeah. what she said that day, she had written, those were all, she wrote it on her iPhone. So she that's yeah. why she was going so fast because she had a script that she wrote for herself, clearly in her own voice too, which mm-hmm. I, you can really tell it's her own words. But like you said, that's the first time we've heard Brittany really just be normal and just speak yeah. for herself really clearly like, None of her, none of her Instagram posts, which are put out by the conservative, her team, her quote unquote team, yeah. and don't even get me started on the fact that she wants to have a baby and the team will oh, not let her let IUD. her quote, take her IUD oh out. Like, God. go f yourself. And then she said mm. she thinks her dad enjoys it. So I think if we're going to talk about the family, I think mm-hmm. her this dad is like one of those like really overbearing. Uh, controlling type dads over the whole family. So I really mm-hmm. do think he's the linchpin behind this. I, I would agree with that. Um, 100%. I think that he he's, and she said during her statement that um, she's like, I swear he enjoyed it. He loved every minute of it. He loved yeah. having control over someone as powerful as me. He loved hurting wow. me because he's, she's bigger than him. She's better than him. That's I was I was just gonna you you took the words right out of my mouth. It's like the, a scenario. I could totally see a scenario in my mind that he's like he's jealous of his yes. own daughter. Yes, she is so much more than he will ever be. And not yes. only that, he already had a bad rap. Everybody yeah. kind of like he's been known as sort of like a loser, right? Who, who really has never held down, been able to hold down a job for very long, and right. wasn't a really good husband, wasn't a really good dad. All these things. So. um yeah, I could totally see that scenario. And what do we think about Jamie Lynn Spears? And by the way, I think some people get Jamie Spears, the father, and right, Jamie, Jamie Lynn, Lynn Spears confused. But of course, there are those who do know there is a difference. Like Jamie yes. Lynn Spears is a sister. How do we feel about her? She is part of it. I think, again, under the control of her dad, but still benefiting mm-hmm. from this. And so she's been silent on it. And so when it was, the statement was happening, I go to her Instagram because I'm like, she it's her sister. Like she must be aware. And she posted the most random picture. She's like, here's the door where I, where I slammed my finger, but it's a cute place to take pictures. And people oh, in the comments God. were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, do you, have a, do you know what's happening right now? And yeah. then she turned her comments off, which people were like, whoa. So then she releases this statement today video, video. i didn't watch the video I but i read it so i want okay. to hear what you think about her affect 
So yeah, I us. actually was telling her it's very I, I feel like she might be also some kind of like secondary victim in all this. And I don't mm. think that she she's first of all, her younger sister. She's saying that I truly like she kind of alludes to that. She did not agree with this conservatorship and that mm. this, she said I was supporting and rooting for my sister before the hashtag free Britney and I'm doing it now too. Like she okay. also probably didn't agree with the conservatorship. And she said that she's been making her own money since she was 10. And that she she's like, first and foremost, she's my older sister. I want her successful in any capacity. She goes, if she wants mm-hmm. to move to an island and have a million babies, I want her to do that. I would never, I'm not standing in the way of anything. I actually have nothing to do with this. And she said, mm-hmm. now that she's making all these public statements, I'm going to make a public statement. Okay. That she also probably has been told not to make you know statements or say things publicly to even who knows what so i think yeah. she's actually some other secondary like victim yeah. in this or not even maybe uh sadly it's like she like the mike the jacksons like michael jackson yeah. might have been like the most abused child in that family right. but they all were abused in some capacity yeah. the father was a monster yes like, it's but kind because of basically... he was like the star he had to be kept even closer under lock and yeah. key to preserve yeah. whatever Just they were like there with their, yes yeah. exactly yeah. so yeah yeah the one thing, though, that is like rubbing people the wrong way is that at one point in 2018, Jamie Lynn was one of the trustees. She was getting, yeah. why? Like, why? Why do you need to? Yeah. You know? That could have been her father doing shunting money somewhere that she still didn't have access to. Speaking yeah. of money, I just want to, <laughs> want to get to this. So yeah. Jamie pays himself from his daughter, from Brittany's money, $16,000 a month. That's $4,000 a week. Brittany has a $2,000 a week allowance. She gets half the amount she's made. And I, that was one of my favorite lines in her statement. She said, sometimes I think they need to be reminded that they work for me. For me. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm making this money. And That's I also, right. And I, did you see what Andy Cohen said on um, his- Yes, you better work, work bitch. bitch. He's like, and Jamie, oh, I, I suggest that. if you want to make some money, yeah, you better work, bitch. We don't need a- a uh, half-ass uh, mommy dearest in a boxy suit. Like, I just, uh, that was get him, Andy, get and him. I, yes, Andy Cohen. So Jamie Lynn's, Jamie Spears, the father, yeah. was his jackhole for the day yes, for that episode. Right. And yes. he said it like, the, he said what everybody's thinking. He said it so well. It's like, I suggest you better work, bitch. Yes. Like, get a real job. Yes. You know, because he doesn't have a real job. He doesn't. So, yeah, he and, never has. He's an alcoholic, no. lives in a trailer with his $16,000 a month for doing nothing except con- right. continuing to make his daughter look unstable. Like, what a life, man. What a yeah. life that is for you and your family. But I do yeah, think and- Jesse's right, though. I think that he's probably, like, everyone is kind of a partial victim of his and he and I they're agree. just you know they're they're just used to it. it. It seems like this is just the way it is. He's the one in control. Don't question him. You know. Yeah. Even if you're. And I think scared. that's just. I I agree with both of you. Uh, in that and the way that I look at it too, is what is what is um what's more likely to be the real case of what's going on yeah. here that Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Spears, the father, and also the mom, I forgot her name, Lynn. are all... Yeah, so Jamie and Lynn, Lynn is oh, named oh after the two parents. Two, Jamie Lynn. so combined it. confusing. <laughs> um, but what's more likely to be this, this scenario that's actually true? That all three of them are monsters and going after Britney and trying to manipulate whatever they can and they don't really love her. They just want to use her for what she's worth for them. Or is it more likely that 
there's one of them yes. who's a true monster right. exactly. who's able to control the others yes. and manipulate the situation. Yes. And really, like you said, they're, they. I think that it's more likely that Jamie Lynn Spears and Lynn Spears are secondary victims, Brittany being the mm-hmm. top victim, unfortunately right. for her. Um, I think that's more likely. Yeah. And, and have they done some things that weren't so cool to Brittany uh, or, you know, as a result? Probably. Um, but it's just such a complicated situation. I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of everything, right. but I am holding the father 100% accountable yeah. and that dude needs to be the out. And let's not forget, out. Kevin Federline has a restraining order against uh, Jamie Spears yes, because there was an incident where one of the sons locked the, the door kids. to a bedroom and Jamie was not happy about that. And once he got in uh, to the room, apparently like physically assaulted the son, whether he shook yes. him or whatever, it was inappropriate. And Kevin was like, absolutely uh-uh. not. Yeah. Protecting his kids. And right. it's been alleged multiple times that, you know, Jamie Spears has a temper. Oh, yeah. Like he's an angry dude. Right. So I can totally believe control. that. But yeah, power th- this hungry whole thing, control freak. I absolutely. Would just, like on a to end on a good note from my take, though, is that it's the cat is out of the bag now. Right. Again, whoever released that live audio, God bless you, because I don't think we would, this ever would have seen the light of day. Uh, right. But now it's out. Wow. It's not going back. Um, and I love that the very next day she was on a plane to Hawaii. And I think doing yeah. her own Instagram for once, you know, I th- I just... I think she, I just mm-hmm. got the chills. I think she's finally free. I hope you are, yes, Brittany. I hope so. And we're the I same so. age, her and I. So it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just weird to think, to feel. And also she's, I could see feeling like a, I could see feeling infantilized by your, by your family. No, yeah. You know, like yes. forever. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> she's our baby always. Like she's, yeah. four, she's yeah. about to be 40 and they're still, yeah. there. she's in their minds, the 17 year old. Yes. Again, who shaved her head? I'm so tired of that. I yeah. keep bringing it up, but that's what everyone turns to. Like I was talking to my mom today, and that's what she was like. Well, she did shave her head, and I'm like, that isn't evidence of anything. Like, yeah. yes, and other people go out and get tattoos right. on their face, right. and, they're the, and their parents are like, oh my god, something must yeah. be wrong. You've just tatted up your neck or right. your chest or whatever, and it's like, no, I'm actually yeah. just like expressing myself, and and there and was also a bad too, like decision at that time, and I've thank grown you. past it. Why Can we you? leave it alone? <laughs> I had a moment. <laughs> yeah. I had a moment. But let's not forget, there were like hordes of people in her face, tantalizing her, flashing, you know, uh, the lights of cameras in her face. Brittany, Brittany, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? And she was clearly already agitated and and just like, uh, you know what I mean? Like teeth clenched. And she just fucking got that umbrella and was like... Ugh, yeah. Like that was just her being like, get the F right. out of I mean, my honestly, face. I Leave can't me alone. Say I wouldn't do the same thing. And Absolutely. this is again, goes back to my original point of like, it's misogynistic because is it really Britney's behavior? That's the problem. Or is it that society doesn't like it? They don't like how exactly. she like they're, she's they're not she's not fitting into her sweet, innocent Disney mold. Oh, my God. Blonde. She displayed anger. She displayed frustration. She took out her beautiful you know hair whatever it's just it's a it's a weird she's uh, not cutesy box anymore they're trying to keep yeah. her in and, and it's it's when she gets out of that box so i i hope people just anytime they analyze her behavior 
ask themselves, like, is that really inappropriate? Is that bizarre? No, because I would have, if someone came at me, I mean, I'm sure I would have swung an umbrella if I had it nearby. I don't oh, know. for sure. And let's just like roll the footage of all these people that we've exactly. seen over the decades that's doing the, shit that's yeah. a little outlandish or different from yes. the norm. You know, it's like, dude, Britney's not the only one. Not okay? by a long shot. And I love that she said that. So her same management manages Miley Cyrus and she brought that up and she was like so Miley Miley Cyrus can smoke a joint on stage and twerk and thank you doesn't hear anything for it like I'm they it's like they decided that that incident Britney has to pay for the rest of her life she has to be punished you're right meanwhile everyone's going off doing crazier shit in the public eye and it's funny or whatever like look at I don't know why but like Johnny Depp okay he doesn't do anything weird but he's eccentric does he spend mm-hmm. his money wisely? No. Like he's mm-hmm. one of the things he's known for is like squandering millions on wine or whatever the fuck. I think it is wine. But right. that's that he's not managing his money well, but he, he doesn't still has he, to, ha- he, he gets it. to choose what he wants yeah. to do with it. If she wants to spend her money however she wants, let her. She's not harming herself. Right. She's not harming others. She's able to work. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> Lee, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Please recreate that something. video. I know. Yeah, I <laughs> love that guy. Like, everybody, everybody's like, like, "Where is he?" Turns now? out he was yeah. right. Yes, turns he out was. he was right. But alone. no, I appreciate this dialogue, and I guess the one positive thing, and I hate to say such a cliche term, but now that the cat's out of the bag, to use your term, like. There's so much to be learned from this, yes. and it sucks that we have to be educated. And while Brittany goes through her own personal hell for 12 years, but I get this is sometimes the only way that we can change and progress and change laws and conservatorship and the rules. And, and so I do hope that number one, I hope that Brittany gets what she wants and what's good for her. Number one, that she determines is good for her. Like she gets to make that decision. And if she wants to go be, this trashy person and l- lose all her. Let, let her. her do it. <laughs> yeah, let her do it. Because I mean, she like, ain't gonna be cares? the first one to That's do it. Right. Yeah. It's a, right. she'll live, live and, and learn. Let live. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But yeah. And and the number two, I just I hope that now that this shit she's had to suffer for twelve years, dude, we better learn something yes. something from this. And I hope that the laws surrounding conservatorships yes. change. And I also hope that. If laws have been broken or maybe not to go that far, but like. Yes, go that far. <laughs> and misconception. Yeah, exactly. Like they need to be held accountable. Lies. Yeah. And sign documents that were untrue just yep. to get Brittany under lock and key. Well, justice needs to be done. Exactly. Putting Absolutely. her on what? Lithium or whatever the yes. heck. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. I yeah. just want to add so to there's that a lot statement. Here. I think you're right, Jamie, that it is going to change conservatorships going forward and if she did nothing else she brought light to a topic that people don't normally yeah. talk about because it's usually reserved for elderly people mm-hmm. or uh, extremely d- disabled people but there's mm-hmm. that movie that came out on netflix about it called i care a lot about conservatorships mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. easy someone can just swoop in convince a judge this person cannot care for themselves and then bam they're in control so this i think will like you said make uh, a positive impact on mm-hmm. the laws going forward on and it's shining light in the darkness. So I yeah. <laughs> thank you, Brittany. I, I 
God, I know. And it sucks. Thank you. And we're sorry for what you've gone yes. through. And, 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 but I know that she would be the type of person who would want to help other people. And I did see on TMZ, like, you know, there, there was a quick notification on my phone that others who are in conservatorships now hearing what Brittany had yep. to say, they're speaking out as yes. well. So that is already, she's yes. doing good. You know, she's yep. bringing it to the forefront. So go Brittany. Yes. We're all behind you. Woo. More to come, yep. but God, we all hope that she gets what she wants, deserves and needs. Absolutely. So. Yeah, thank you for Katie. Me thank you. Bill on that topic. No, thank you. You totally knew your shit, and it was so fun talking to you about it. I learned some new things, Thanks. and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bring her on. Any when, when Jesse and I are uh, too lazy to do actual research, which is every episode, <laughs> uh, we'll bring Katie on. No, Katie will deep dive into everything. I'm like, oh, watch the show. I like the show. Oh, I've already watched the Netflix. Not only that, I I researched it. It was it came out at this time. They it was about this, and I'm like, oh my god like i yep barely have enough time to like read an email all the way through so or the uh, attention I, yeah. span <laughs> i don't have the attention span <laughs> yeah. clearly because i ended up at a drag bar when i knew i should have known ahead of time but i yep, yeah <laughs> went right over all i saw was lunch and i said yes yeah cool i know katie and i talked about the britney thing for like two minutes and i was like oh i'm like yeah we're going to discuss it on the podcast and she started saying things I'm like i don't know that oh yeah, where'd like, you read oh, that god, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, can, huh? can you tell me more? I'm like, then I, that's yeah. when I texted you. I'm like, can she just be on it? Because yes. that's how lazy I am. I didn't yeah. even want her to tell it to me so that I had to retell it. <laughs> Happy to help, ladies. Happy to help anytime. And help you did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we love you, out. Katie. Love you. Feel free to mind. stick around she's if gonna, you want. She's going to yeah, go. <laughs> okay, cool. Here she's had enough of us, and I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's dive right into Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about season 11, episode six, the liberation of Erica Jane. Ooh. It's all about Erica Jane. Like she's, oh she's definitely getting the attention she wants. Yeah. Okay, out of this season, whether it's good or bad. I don't think she cares. Um, so Erica arrives in her very uh, demure, is it a, is demure like a very conservative yeah. outfit? I mean, you know, she's, yeah. it's not a... It's like it's dainty. not a sexy I think outfit. Yeah, I don't know what demure means. I, I don't know. It's something that's like, yeah, classy, very conservative, yeah. classy. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to class it up mm -hmm. at the Parisian party at yes, Sutton right. slash Kyle's house. <laughs> Uh, and the, when she walks in, though, the ladies fucking clap for her, I and know. it's enough. And I just think they're what? on their best behavior, and there's like, uh, you want a drink? You want something? You gonna get you something? Like it's like, come on, you guys, like. Let her they don't do it. that yeah. for anybody else. She just I don't filed know why for divorce. Erica gets Let's, this. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. But right. okay. And especially Rinna is so up far up her ass. I know. Um, so then, you know, she settles in. Erica Jane settles in. And, you know, she's at the table. And awkwardly, she's like, so, ladies, what's up? And it's like, you're going to ask what's up? Yeah. Like, we know what's up. No, Let's yeah. just dive right into right. it. But they don't. No, they don't. They do the small. It takes a while. They don't. Yeah, which is annoying. But they have the small talk at the lunch table. And of course, it comes out, you know, that um, Sutton got a new car. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out that Erica got a new car. And of course, it turns out it's a Range Rover, which yeah. is not a cheap car. No. And look, anybody, that's cool. You got a Range Rover right on. Bravo. But right. like you, it's not helping no. uh, to garner any kind of sympathy that right. you had to move out of your 19,000 or 16,000 square foot mansion into a 2,000 plus square foot, four bed, one three person. bath. Exactly. And one whole room in her new house is dedicated to wardrobe. Right. Don't feel sorry for you. No. You got a Range Rover. Right. You got a, 
you're right. fine. Right. Please do not try to request sympathy no. from us. Um, you know, and it's just it's just so funny. I was like, God, you know, I wonder how Tom's alleged victims are taking all of this. They're watching this and, the, you know, flashback to previous, you know, seasons. Uh, I've been broke and it sucks. Yeah. Being rich is better. Right. You know? Oh, I, I just got a Range Rover. I just, it's like, but this how is, are they the, taking all this? One thing I'm thinking is, is she so tone deaf with all of that? Yeah. I can't imagine that she does really know what the hell was going on. How can you... I, I don't I, unless she just really is that shallow and that yeah. there's not much depth to her. Like, how could you be talking about like how she's almost like so sad that she's going through this like downgrade of her life? Yes. Yeah, there's no way she's taken into consideration like what those victims. No. And she's, she's I don't, maybe she just found out on this show on Hulu. I mean, maybe she's right. just, just finding out really what happened. She didn't know yeah. that there's all these alleged victims out there because she's just too busy, yeah. like, patting the puss and right. buying her clothes she's and like, jet-setting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, ooh, God. Ooh. Ooh. My bad. Yeah. Ooh. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, so should I hang this life-size picture of me above my bed? What do you right, think, Mikey? Right. Mikey, like, yeah. God. Dang it, Erica. I know. I mean, you know, just, when they were going through her clothes, like, like it, down downsizing all her stuff, she's like, Mikey, talk to me. Talk to me. Like, just talk to me. Like, what, yeah, what are you thinking? Where, where, where should she go? go? And yeah. she's talk, She's she refers to her self-portrait that's gigantic yeah. as she. Where should she go, Mikey? What do you think? Oh, I'm liking where me. you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> talk to me. And he's like, oh, right above your bed, honey. And she's like, I like the way you think or whatever. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> and who... Who? What kind of monster wants a life-size photo of themselves above their bed? Who? who? Tell me. Who? I don't know. That is embarrassing. It is. But that's Erica. I and know. she's cool with it. Like, it's not a big deal for right. her. Right. So that's Erica. She's telling us and showed us who she is for all these years. Like, let's believe her, to quote Maya Angelou. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah, oh, yeah. She has showed us who she is. Multiple and it times. really ain't that no. great. Mm-mm. So, and then they're at the lunch table again, and Kyle kind of refers to her relationship with Dorit as, like, Mm sister-like. And I can see that. They get on each other's nerves. They bicker. But they do seem kind of close. But, like, Beverly Hills close, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like, there's a lot of fakeness going on in parts of L.A. and everywhere, but... Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I just, you never know, like, with these women. Are they really good friends? Or is mm-hmm. this just a facade or for the show? Or maybe one of them thinks they can come up. Like, they're friends with each other because it serves them yeah. and their career. I don't know. Usually, You never probably. know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. But, she, you know, I could see them being kind of sister-like. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dorit says something, and I can't remember what she's referring to, but she's like, well, I want to talk about this. And Garcelle quickly is like, okay, well, Dorit, we know you're very long-winded. Yeah. So, like, Gar- Garcelle doesn't <laughs> yeah. give a shit who she offends. No. She talks shit about Paris Hilton to Kathy Hilton, yeah. which is, like, hilarious. Right. Um, and they make a joke because, and, like, prior to that, um, which I thought this was, like, a cute – because we know, like, Kathy is becoming all of our favorite, you know, like, person. She yes. just is just who she so is. So quirky. But Kyle does, like, an impression of Kathy, how she it's talks so good. in, like, um, what shorthand. Code. Yeah, like, shorthand, shorthand. Where she's like, yeah. so, you know what, that thing – um, with you know who, like it's like yeah. kind of like a yeah. total. Like, and you catch my drift. Yeah, I catch me. Yeah. They're like, you know, I'm going with this. <laughs> and then it cuts to like where <laughs> it like, happened. No, and Rina. <laughs> yeah, and Rina's like, oh wait, what is that? Like she did not get any of the things she was talking about at a dinner, no. like in Tahoe. Yeah. So, anyways, when 
Garcelle talks about the long-windedness of um, Dorit, yes. she, they were saying like, well, maybe we should have like the shorthand like of Kathy to <laughs> Kathy, like counteract it. It's so good. And Kyle's impersonation, like she does really good impersonations, by the way. Kyle She's does. She's great. Oh, like yeah. I enjoy so do I. her impersonations. Um, but she was spot on with her sister. Yeah. So I could have listened to that for even like 10 more minutes. So it was funny. so funny. Um, and then, so, oh, and I love, because Kathy is just next level rich, honey. Mm. Like this bitch, she got real money. Oh, like this yeah. ain't fake. But this isn't Dorit and, and PK, right. uh, where you get your money from. Mm-hmm. Bitch is rich, we know, and we, we know, know that her last name's. Hilton. We know where it's coming yeah. from, or we know it's real. <laughs> yeah, last name Hilton. Yes. Um, she requested that the caviar be served at the table fresh. because otherwise it yeah. gets a little mushy, or yeah. it, that's even, the only way that it's fresh. If, if even like sixty seconds goes by, it gets oh gluey. I'm like, yes. oh. Good to know. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid the yeah. caviar is gluey. Yeah. And I just love because she is a boss and she will boss anybody around. And she probably knows better too. Like, bitch, that caviar better be on the yeah. table within 60 seconds. Right. Otherwise, In my it's mouth. trash. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. Then take oh, it away. Oh, you and I, I would sit there and gobble up the leftovers. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I heard caviar is really good. I've actually never had it. Have you? Oh, yeah. I have had it. It's good. Is I it love good? it. I mean, I love okay. briny um, things. Like, I, it's like, you know, it's yeah. got like a salty, you know, and it's got the little bubbles that like pop, which are the eggs. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's great. Okay, well, I've got to try it. Yeah. Maybe you and I should have a little uh, bougie. Yes, please. <laughs> but serve it within 60 seconds, girl. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's That's right. whatever. Smushy. Taking it away. I'm, throw- I'm, I'm tossing it off the table. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Get, get this out, out of here. Where's yeah. my Kobe beef and lobster tails? <laughs> yeah. Next. And then I go to the valet. I'm like, can I get my Kia or my Honda yeah. Civic? Thank you. <laughs> and it pulls up. Here you go. So real. <laughs> That is so true. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, and then, okay, so Rena. okay, so first off, so they're at the Parisian lunch and the food's coming out. And I don't know if you caught this, but like the salad or what the chefs are calling a salad, uh-huh. they set it on the table and you get a close-up shot of what's supposed to be a salad. It was four pieces of butter lettuce I know, and that's it. But they acted they- like they were like this is amazing it's and I was amazing. wondering like even when I saw that the photo of that or the image of that salad I'm like is it from like a restaurant that's like known for this why is why are they so uh, over the moon over this like it's like Kanye West like trying to sell us that his yeah. fashions that are all the same fucking yes. color yes. and not very good right. are like giving amazing. us life like, yeah. oh they are so artistic and the yeah. I can see yes. the artist no I can't see nothing but no. ugly clothes it, and no yeah. color that's what this salad was, it was but just like lettuce. these rich yeah, there was but I nothing think if you go to like an expensive restaurant and you don't know any better, mm-hmm. you think like, oh, this is the new thing. This is elegant. This is mm-hmm. like this lettuce was uh, imported from wherever lettuce is imported from that's <laughs> fancy. I don't know. But to me, it was like four pieces of romaine yeah. or butter, whatever it is. And that was it. Like, where's the croutons, bitch? Where's that ranch dressing? <laughs> where's my Where, ranch? Where's that cheese? Like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but, but of course, Rinna, as fake as she is, she's like, oh, this is, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not amazing. Yeah. Rinna, okay. okay. Yeah. And I think she's the one who clapped the hardest when Erica entered the house, too. I know. Get out of here. Whatever. So then Erica gets right to it after mm-hmm. the small talk. And she's like, all right, let's discuss the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's discuss the elephant in the room. That's right. So it's her chance to like let it all out, say what's been going on. And first off, okay, Erica, you think you're smart. 
You ain't manipulating me because no. I can see I, I see you. Uh-huh. I we see each oh, other. Because yeah. she's like Erica tries to say, okay, I I purposely left you. You you've been in the dark. Uh, on purpose. That's by design because it didn't serve you well to know something about my divorce. Mm-hmm. She's trying to say like, I kept this all from you because right. I'm looking out for you because yeah. I'm such a nice good and friend. empathetic person, right. good friend so that close. I wanted to shelter you. No. Nothing. Uh, not uh, buying uh. it, bitch. Nope. Yeah. No. No. So basically Erica's like, you know, she says she left him because he, Tom, pushed, he pushed me out. You know, our conversations were down to a sentence or two. Uh, I just couldn't live that way anymore. She said in the confessional, Mm -hmm. she struggled for years knowing that she had to leave. And she also admits that she filed for divorce on election day, which uh, there was wide speculation that she did this as a Um, purpose. Strategic move, mm-hmm. yeah. And she said it was because she, she wanted it. the story to get buried, right. which, okay, it, fine. Yeah. That's not that big of a deal. But going back to her saying that she struggled for years, couldn't live that way anymore. She's basically painting Tom as this like shitty ass husband, mm-hmm. which, number one, I believe her. Right. I think he's an asshole. Yeah. They flash back to yes. him at dinner putting uh, Lisa Vanderpump in her place. Like, excuse me, I'm talking. Yeah. Like, he's such a narcissistic, egotistical asshole. Right. It is all about him. Yes, and they said he's, he's, he's so the annoying. boss. He's used to being the boss. That's why. Yes. Know, yeah. Cuts his own wife off at that same dinner. He yeah. cuts Erica off, and she's totally subservient to him. Like, right oh, up. Yeah, sorry. But it's like, Erica, you've been selling him as this wonderful person. He's so, he lets you be you. You just said that in Tahoe. Two weeks before this scene's being shot, but yet you're saying that you've been preparing the last 30 days to file for separation. So it's just nothing's adding up. Right. She says, I've been, the last 30 days have been spent preparing for this moment to leave, yet two weeks you know, before or whenever they were in Tahoe, it wasn't 30 days ago, uh, based on when they had mm-hmm. the Parisian lunch. You were just talking about him, like saying nice yeah. thing. He lets be me, let's be, let's me, me, me be me. me. And then- I get it. I believe everything she says as far as their conversations were nothing, this, this, and that. But I also believe, and these are two separate things to me. Yes, you were married to an asshole who really didn't treat you like a human being. But you married that asshole and you knew he was an asshole. I think you wanted his money. He ain't good looking. Mm -hmm. He's not charming. He's not really that supportive of you. He didn't even show up to your show, Chicago or whatever. Everybody, Everybody talked about that. But that's what you wanted. You and also like I hate to. I, I don't. I want to be careful here. I don't want to mom shame because I really don't know what her circumstances were with her ex, mm-hmm. her baby daddy, mm-hmm. and her son. But we do know she left her son in New York so she could pursue her dreams of being famous, mm-hmm. being a singer, a dancer, and whatever she wanted to be. And yeah, I have some feelings about that. Right. I'm a mom, and right. I just it it. I get it sometimes. Maybe a mom or a parent has to leave their children for a certain period of time because they're, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's millions of scenarios, I guess, that there could be that could could benefit the child Mm -hmm. ultimately. And that's a very selfless Mm -hmm. decision. But you left him to go to L.A. because there was a better opportunity to be Mm -hmm. famous out there. First rich man that gives you his number, you're in. Like you, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I want to know more about that. But of course, she tells us really nothing, nothing. about her right. life, which is like, why are you on a reality show? I know. You're giving us nothing. So I just, I got, I have so much to say about her and I need to shut myself up because I'm <laughs> rambling I know, on and on. It definitely is a but trigger. It really, just, it's, yeah, it fires up a 
fire in my in my gut. <laughs> good. And it just makes me want to regurgitate yeah, that's it. Right. So um, says she couldn't live that way anymore. Right. Yada yada. And she also tells and then, a story about um, how they were at dinner and uh, she had shown up oh. late. And um, it was with him and a bunch of men. And she had shown up late and said, you know, sorry, everybody, you know, Los Angeles traffic. And one of the other men said, well, if he was good enough, traffic would never basically be an issue because you would Mm -hmm. make sure you're on time. You know, yeah, you really I mean, traffic, like even we said, like Jeff Lewis says, there's traffic every day. Like, you know, there's going to be traffic. Yeah. There should be no you plan reason. ahead for it. If you live That's in LA, right. you know, there's going to be traffic. Right. But then right yeah. away, like without missing a beat, Tom Girardi said, um, if you can afford her, you can take her. Yeah. If you think you can afford yeah. her, you can have yeah, her. I can have her. And yeah. yeah. It's a dick move. Yeah. I believe he said it. Totally. And it's shitty. No husband should say that about their wife. Mm-hmm. But still but she's been trying to sell him this stuff out she's giving us two different yeah she's trying to show now she's this the and she could have been this victim of whatever but she chose to be in this relationship this long because it benefited her benefited her career benefited her lifestyle those things but once it's getting the tough really got whatever what did they say it no not not yeah when when the the going gets tough not that tough get going going. she got out of there like kind of thing yeah Book out. out of there. <laughs> yeah. And she's trying to take her assets with her. That's right. Um, what I will say, and I want to be very clear about this, is that I 100% understand and know that women who are in abusive relationships with men uh, and the other way around as well, uh, where there's coercive control and manipulation and abuse on many, mm-hmm. you know, many different forms, the pattern is these women stay. Yeah. For a while. They usually, statistics show they don't leave after the first sign of uh, this guy's right. a narcissistic, mm-hmm. manipulative, coercive, controlling, abusive husband. So I get that. And I I 100% think I understand the psychology behind that and why they stay. And I also understand that they sell a different picture of their marriage to, to protect themselves to their friends. So mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, yeah, he's a great husband when he's really right. abusing you at home. These are two separate things. That's not Erica Jane. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is I do not think that Erica Jane is that victim. I do think that she married a man who she either knew ahead of time or found out after she was married is a total asshole. I don't know if he's abusive or not. Nobody's ever said he was, but I'm just saying he was an asshole. But I also know like you, why you married him. I don't know, but I believe you married him to benefit your own self financially. You married a rich older man because of that. And you stayed in the relationship, even though you're saying he was an asshole basically the whole time, not because you were afraid for your life or you're a victim of abuse or coercive control. You stayed because he, it benefited you in your career. That's it. I think but she now, can't wait to get some of that, some dick, like from somebody oh, else. Like she already talks about it. I know. It. So it's like, I think that she, she, put up with it for so long because she had to get herself and look at she's angled herself now she's on a reality tv show yes she's got her image she's toured a little bit she's got a broadway mm-hmm. show which almost like karma covid fucked up so it's like yep. you know i don't know like this is like i see what she's you know what she's doing and now yeah, she can ex- her. now she can exit she's got enough the fuel filing of her divorce mm-hmm. is super sus yeah like it oh, is so yeah. sus like we i mean you're trying to make us believe that you've just now reached the end of the point at which you can take him talking down to you or being an asshole. 
But you're also trying to make us believe that it's not a coincidence, like that it's just a coincidence that you're filing for divorce right after shit hits the fan and these crazy lawsuits are coming full speed ahead that could affect you in a negative way. Right. I mean, what are we going to believe? You know right. what I mean? Like the filing of your divorce came at a really suspicious time. Mm-hmm. And I can only draw like one conclusion from that. I mean, like I don't think yeah. that you finally, after 23 years of marriage, just couldn't realize like I can't take this yeah. anymore. No, you took it. You're abandoning ship at the time. It's getting the, the waters are getting the roughest. That's right. And you're out. That's right. Yeah. And you're not going to, and right. you're just cutting your ties because it no longer yep. serves you. And it negatively yeah. affects you Sucks at this for him. point. Yeah. Good luck, Tom. Like, yeah. She even said like he's got rough roads ahead. It's like, okay. So do you, bitch. So, so do, do you, you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you, you are already going through it, girl. Right. Like you are, people are really mean. Right. And I, yeah. So this whole Erica thing, like it is so interesting. And I just, it shocks me even to watch her still on TV and sort of still flaunting her wealth. And yeah. like, I love how the producers are like going back and forth when she's like, and she talks about her marriage last. I gave up my Lamborghini. I gave up my 19,000 square foot home. Oh, yeah, and I'm walking away from my marriage, yeah. too. But anyway, yeah, but, that's, but, like, not a big deal. Yeah, but, uh, not, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to move this But it's chair. like, I love how the producers are, like, you know, they, they compare the two houses, like, uh, 19,000 square feet, 2,500 square feet. I don't know the exact figures. Uh, yeah. Five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, four bedrooms, three bathrooms. Like, bitch, you still live in a bougie-ass house it's with like, a nice big old the, yeah. commercial fridge. Yeah. I saw it in the background. Yeah. Like, you still have a whole bedroom that's dedicated to your effing wardrobe right. you still have a team like a glam squad that's following you around and like hired help know. you know like they are you've hired them you're paying for them with some right. money i'm wondering you know, if like mike i was thinking like what if she's not pay, like mikey is now just kind of like pro bono for providing oh. some like lifestyle and like, or you know her look like where he's like designing her thing but inside he's like shit how do i get out of this i'm not getting, gonna get, how do I get yeah. yes how do i yeah. get out of this relationship how do i we are no get longer a friendship besties. divorce yeah <laughs> Yeah, how do I? Because, dude, now that's going to be a story. Yeah. If Mikey walks away because he's such a fixture yes. with Erica yes. Jane, they're like synonymous, uh-huh. dude. He's like Pat the Puss icon. Uh-huh. You know, if he walks away now, that's when you know shit hits the fan. Right. And And by the way, like, it also, like, of course she has her supporters, but it's like so shitty that all these housewives seem to be at this point, like, mm-hmm. especially like Rinna and like all these – Seem to be like supporting her still, which I think is real. Uh, should they be supporting her? Like, but then Denise goes and has some alleged affair with right. a woman, and they're just like, oh, wiping their hands clean. Yeah, Goodbye. Bye. You better tell us everything. You are lying. Like, they are a plain detective. But with Erica, they just tiptoe around it, mm-hmm. still supporting her, liking her posts, right. liking her tweets. So she's getting really different treatment from these women. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why I'm like, I don't want to be on a reality show because I just, I don't have it in me. Uh, I don't want my life exposed that way. But I just want to go on to give it to Erica and let her know, like, <laughs> you are going to talk about it. You are going to, well, like, I think you we should are not start, giving you different treatment. Can you start tweeting Bravo Andy these things? And then maybe on the reunion, because she better show up to the reunion. Do you know any, have you heard oh, anything about her not being on it? Or I haven't heard anything, uh, but I will keep my eyes and my ears yes. open. Most of all, I'll probably see it on Twitter if there's going to be talk about it. Does, and I do and try I to... feel like it's going to be like, you know, a little disclaimer, like due to legal matters, you know, Erica Jane Bullshit. will not be. Yeah. You can I show know. up to a whole season, but <laughs> yeah. you can't show up. Uh, uh, uh. You if better. she does that, that's not going to be I a know. good look for her. I know. We'll see. So um, moving on. Uh-huh. 
hard. Uh, Crystal, yeah, it's very hard because we could just talk about <laughs> her know. for hours. Crystal says to Dorit during the episode that she felt violated mm-hmm. by Sutton. And obviously, like, you know, Kyle's probably not the only person to think that's a, a very strong word. Mm-hmm. And I do, I will say um, to to give Crystal a little bit, she was on Watch What Happens Live. And she does say, like, first of all, her and Sutton are on good terms now. She does think that was a strong word, but she felt triggered and she was sort of like, I'm using my own words, but like projecting that on to Sutton when she walked into the room awkwardly. She does believe that Sutton had good intentions and, and it was innocent and it just went bad and, you know, all these things. But she did, before all that, use the word violated mm-hmm. and she said it to a few people. Kyle thinks it's kind of like too it's strong a lot, of a word. Yeah. It's a lot. And I have to agree with Kyle on this. So and so then... um, so we'll get back to that, yeah. but I guess then what happens is they cut to Garcelle talking to a matchmaker yeah. about her dream guy. And I love how she's like, well, I want him to be kind, sweet, loyal, monogamous, sexy. Like literally just yeah. roll out the long, and mile long scroll did you see that? And, and not too not big of too a dick. Because <laughs> she's like, really? Uh, like, I can't, really? She's like, it's it's rough. Like, you can't have too big of a Yeah. And I'm so pretty sure her and Sonia Morgan are total opposites on that end. Like, I'm pretty sure Sonia wants a big old dick. Yeah, big old dick. Uh, big dick. Uh, but no, do actually, Sonia Morgan is the one who said, like, that's too much. Like, it's too much. Didn't she say? <laughs> yeah, she like, did, at yeah. my age, it's too yeah. much. I don't know. Um, but, and I'm like, dude, I, I totally, I was listening to Danny Pellegrino's podcast, Everything Iconic. And I agree with him. He says, like, dude, why aren't men lining up at Garcelle's door? Like, she is a prize. Like, she's got everything going for her. And I won't even go through. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's successful. But I also think that that works against you sometimes. Because perhaps she's intimidating to men who are a little bit insecure. And, like, she is a successful, beautiful woman. So, you know, like, maybe that's working against her. I don't know. But, like, I think she is a freaking catch and a half. Oh, totally. Um, So then – Oh, yeah, we already talked about this. Erica talking to Mikey. Where do you want to hang her? Where do you want to yeah. hang her? The big portrait above her bed, whatever. So Kyle forces Sutton to get a to get a mammogram, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that always does some good because it reminded me that I need to Have get you one. gotten one I yet? I've never had one. No. <gasps> at, okay, so at 40. And I'm 43. Yeah, you're at 40. You get your mammogram. You get you're your Kyle. Eyes I'm Sutton. Yes. Well, then you have to take me just like Kyle did. And you have to wear I pink. I will. And we'll make it a day. Okay. We're going to smash them titties into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a lot. I hope they have the extra large. You're going to need the 3D one. They're going to be the ones that need to like get through that breast tissue. There is a lot to see here. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, and Sutton is deathly afraid. She hates doctors. Yeah. And so Kyle tells Sutton, um, at the end of it, of course, Sutton's okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle tells Sutton, Crystal said she felt violated, uh, by Sutton and Sutton's like, look, it was innocent. Like, and again, I'm with Sutton on this and I do think it was innocent. And I think that it got awkward because she realized, oh shit, I walked in at a bad time and she made an awkward statement right. and it felt Trying to be funny. judgy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was yeah. totally innocent. Um, and so then, then it cuts to, so Rinna and Erica have dinner and again, of course, they're talking about the whole divorce thing. And and I do, you know, Rinna hits the nail on the head. She says in her confessional, like there was there was not a power balance in that relationship. Like Tom was in charge, period. Mm-hmm. And that is true. Right. And that can cause problems. I maybe some people want their significant other to be in charge more. Maybe that's like 
goes toward what serves them and their personality. But like for me, there does have to be, it's never, nothing's ever like 50-50 and perfect in life. But like there does need to be a healthy power balance. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where there's just certain things that like Steve takes charge on and I let him be the authority on that. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things that I also want to have my say and have him respect and and allow me to take the wheel. And so, yeah, Tom was in charge, period. And Erica, you know, let that happen. Mm -hmm. She let that happen in a way that like because she knew that she had to let him be in charge or else the money is probably going to stop. No. Like her career's over. No, she married this old man specifically for his money. I truly beg to differ. It had anything to do with like, and I think they show like one of the girls is like, you know, they really is like something between the two of them. No. Even like when that time that shows like where she got the broad, how we're going to like talk about Erica again, but I don't care how she got when she's telling him she got the Broadway show and he was like proud of her and she it made her cry. That to me was like a father telling his daughter they had this relationship. He was her caretaker monetarily. And that's just what it was. There wasn't this like relation. I don't know. It just was. And she just sat. No. Yeah. She was a kept woman, period. Yes. And there was no sexual chemistry or any chemistry between them. And I don't even think like as good friends, Mm -hmm. some couples, and I'm fine with this, like every relationship is different. Mm -hmm. What works for one, you know, relationship doesn't work for the other and vice versa. But there are some relationships that I know of in my, in my circle that they're married and it's less of, at this point, it's become less of like a sexual relationship where they desire each other in that way, but they are really good friends and partners and they do life well together. And so they stay together and that that is satisfying enough for them to stay married and that is okay with it. And that's fine. fine. Right. Don't have to be climbing all over each no. other every day right. to be a good partnership, Hell no. relationship. Right. See, with Erica, what I've always found fascinating is what I can't recon- I can't reconcile a million things in my brain when it comes to Erica. But what I also can't reconcile is this, this persona that she's created for herself that is so sexed up and sexy and mm. all about sex and pat the yes. puss and using the word cunt and yeah. ooh, the short dresses and show my body and bop, 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 bop. She has zero sexual chemistry with her with her husband, husband of, and, yeah, twenty years or twenty three years or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so. So there's not only that, but also she is likely the person who's getting the least amount of sex in that entire group, mm. unless she and Tom have some sort of arrangement. But as far as I know, she ain't supposed to be out having sex, and right. she's all but admitted that her and Tom they don't have sex mm. anymore. Mm. Like it's been that way for mm. a while. Um, but but she's got this persona that she's like this sick, but like. It's like, it's like you're selling us that you're this, and I'm I'm supposed to believe in my mind that you're just fucking every night, oh, like yeah. you're just like ooh yes, sex positive, yes, sexy right. ooh ooh ooh, but you're really not getting yeah. any, like you haven't been getting any right. for years, so it's hard to reconcile. I would believe like Kyle and Mauricio give off vibes that they have a healthy, yeah. like they right. have sex a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so if she were out there trying to be Kyle Kyle Jane. I would believe it more in my mind because, like, I see her chemistry on screen. I see that she still wants her yeah. husband and he still wants her and, like, they're doing it up, right. you know? So just, I don't know. Just I know. another, you know, facet of Erica that I just, I can't reconcile. It's very inauthentic, yeah. 
It is, exactly. So Crystal's having everybody over to her house uh, to show them how to make dumplings. dumplings. Which look And I think she has like her, yeah, they look so good. Uh, She has like her cousin or aunt or somebody, Mm -hmm. family members over Mm -hmm. to help. They've done a lot of the pre-work. So all the ladies come over. And uh, Erica shows up to Crystal's party in a red and black zebra print short ass dress. I mean, it barely covers covers, her butt crack. Covers her her front crack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I love that Garcelle says something like, you just saw it like sex on heels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sex and whatever. Um, And then. So she is. What she tells them. Go ahead. You go, you keep going. You're, You're a better storyteller than I am. Well, I think that I probably didn't take really good notes oh. on this one. You probably have better notes than me. But yeah, like it's it's basically like uh, she she walks in and she's like all like, yeah. She, she's there's just all fired up. She's all giddy. Her. Yeah. There's an yeah. energy about mm-hmm. her. So she sits down and she's like, look. She's like, I've got, she's like, I'm lit off this CBD oil. I put it all over my clit and my vajay yeah. Well, first of all, well, like, she said, oh. no, she said this. She goes, this oil, a couple, a couple drops. And everybody's like, what, CBD oil? And she said, no. THC and that she, so that means that's a CBD versus THC or if you have an oil that has two different things they're very different things CBD yes. is like I'll give it to my it daughter don't get you yeah. high <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it that, don't no, get you doesn't high. do anything it's just like you give it to your dog to it cures it cancer and all right. kind, just like essential oil <laughs> yeah. right but it don't it don't get you high no. I know that so this oil with THC do though that will definitely yes. get you high so the fact, yes. but I, I didn't understand like why she had to put it Rubbing all it on in her vajayjay. Like I'm thinking, yeah, like that's new to me. Like there are things where people are like putting like alcohol in their butthole because like you, it's still like the tissue that that's it's same as your esophagus or your stomach. It is, absorbs the alcohol. You're gonna get drunk whether you drink it this way, whether you drink it down there. Really, there's a whole thing. I mean, I watch. So I like to Howard Stern. Get so. a Q-tip with some tequila, <laughs> put it up my butt. <laughs> Get or like lit. a tampon. No, there's a thing where they would soak tampons <gasps> oh. in alcohol and go wow. to put it up there, and that's how you could go get drunk at school. Is this a new thing millennials thank are doing? Because if it is, sign me up because I want to be a cool mom. <laughs> I'm like, thank God they didn't I'll come do out anything when to be a we cool were mom. in high school because we just might have tried it. I don't know what we would have done, but we might have tried sure. that. Anyways, yeah, yeah, like I'm thinking like, does it absorb? Why couldn't you just put those drops in your mouth? Like, why did you have to put it on it. your vagina? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. But I think she just wants to be real fun and light, Erica. I know. Oh, I'm so sexy I and I'm know. so fun and I'm so free and I'm going to have sex with uh, strangers yeah. now. Who knows? And, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because then even Garcelle's like, I need to hook you up with my, I know it's a little soon, but I want to hook you up with one my dating coach. And, yeah. and then Erica's just basically, I just want to have a lot of anonymous sex, basically. So yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, please, yeah. at least give us that because we know you were not doing Tom. Yeah, like, that's you right. Know, please give us some real sex stories, yeah. which she won't. Yeah. Um, and then Sutton says in front of the, so Crystal, I think pulls Sutton aside. They talk it through. Like we really should just not talk about this anymore yeah, because we both want it to brought just up. Like, so we perpetuated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they get in front of a group and Sutton's like, well, I have an announcement to make or whatever she says. <laughs> She's like, uh, you know, uh, Crystal and I talked and yada, yada. But, you know, I was called manic, you know, and, and she brings up her dad's mm-hmm. suicide. And she's like, I don't have those issues. Mm-hmm. And I felt for her. Yeah, like, totally. I agree with her. Yeah. Like, don't watch your words. Right. Because that's like a very serious um, uh, uh, like Accusation like, or what, something. Yeah, exactly. Diagnosis yeah. or something. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, she's like, don't call me manic, yada, yada. She kind of sticks up for herself. Mm-hmm. And Crystal kind of sticks up for herself. But they both are like, okay, we're... 
we're moving on, we're good. Um, and then while they're making dumplings, I could totally relate with Kyle because Kyle's like, this feels like a lot of work. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. can we like just eat before, it? Yeah. Can we just, like, first off, yeah, when I am away from my family and I have no motherly duties, no wife duties, like, I don't have to be vacuuming and watching my kids. Cleaning. Don't make me work. No. Don't make me make the dumpling. I want to eat the dumpling. I could care less. That's right. Yeah. I'll watch a YouTube if I want to do it later on in my own kitchen, but I'd rather you make it, you serve me, me eat it. And enjoy yeah, it. I and just then- want to go, ah, and you <laughs> yeah. drop it in. And like, while you're fanning me with like grape leaves, like I just, I, that's what I picture. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would be going, just like Garcelle and Kyle could not get enough of those dumplings. Uh-huh. I would be going face down, hands tied behind my back, yeah. going face down to those dumplings. Trust and believe that. Trust you're and like, believe. You're like, where's my trough at? Just put them yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Because a bitch eats. Just oh, to quote yeah, Ebony. definitely. Yeah. This oh, bitch eats. This one does too. Okay, I am not shy. No. Um, and then uh, the ladies say something like, "This is a. It's a lighter Erica. No, it's another fake Erica. Like no, it's, Erica. it's an Erica who's on THC oil, who probably just a yeah. little bit less inhibited. She's more uninhibited, whatever you call it. It, it. It's an Erica showing you a side of her that's not real, but it's the side she wants you to see at that particular time because yes. it serves her. Right. That, that's, that's what that's it what is. Thank you. Uh, so next time, Rinna finally addresses that her daughter is is dating Scott Disick, right. which uh, secretly, I think Rinna loves. Oh, she was like, that yes. she's Kardashian adjacent. Yep. Like oh, yeah. she is Kardashian adjacent yep. and she is loving it. Yep. Uh, Sutton says to Kyle, oh, I loved this moment. God, I, I'm reeling back in with Sutton. Like, I know. I actually, I like her a lot. Uh-huh. I dislike her sometimes because I think she could be a little annoying. She's doesn't awkward, really like, she's can't let her hair down. Yeah. She's awkward. But like, I, I have awkward friends in my friend circle and I appreciate their awkwardness because oh, totally. it's authentically them yes. and it's like kind of fun I'm and like funny. one of the most awkward. My sister probably is a little bit more awkward than me. Like, like I have to tell you this really quick. Yeah, Please. we went to the city on Saturday to go to this event. Um, we had to, uh, we wanted to go run some errands and just like be in the city in San Francisco. And um, one of the things she wanted to show up to this event, she's like, I don't want to show up empty handed. I want to go get like like cookies or a cake or a pie or something. So yeah. while we were driving from um, the store, she saw a grocery store in the corner. She's like, just drop me off there. And I have like a newer car that she's never really been in before. So I'm prefacing the story. Is it that Kia? It's, it it is that Kia because hey, uh, bitch, it's a souped up Kia. <laughs> That's right. It's got all it's the got features turbo. I saw. That's right. Sun, roof. <laughs> Yes. Push to start. Yes. yes. Power lift gate. Thank you. Okay. But uh, so I, she's like, drop me off at the store. And I'm like, I'll start because it's San Francisco. And I swear, like, there is no pandemic. I mean, people were out and about and it was like hustle and bustle in the city. Like people were going doing their brunch thing, whatever. So I said, I'm just going to drop you off. I'm not going to even find parking. Like you run in by the time I circle back, you'll be done, you know? Yeah. So I'm coming back down and I see her and I I just see her like coming out of the store and it's like with her like blonde little bob cut. She like looks side to side and then she sees this Audi 
and sh- I see, I can just see what's going to happen. There's an Audi parked right where I could have parked, but I circled. She walks right up oh. and she like opens the door and the door opens and she's <gasps> like, I just see her from the side going like, oh, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Katie said oh that what God. happened was, she just was like, here's this car. And yeah, that girl looks young enough. There's my sister. Yeah. Opens up yeah. the door. She said the girl in the car, like literally like, <gasps> like looks at her, <gasps> she's probably like so clutching scared. her pearls, like, and Katie, and she, she's Katie, what Katie probably looked like is like, oh, I thought you were my sister. I'm so sorry. I didn't know this is your car. Oh, oh like trying to like in two God. seconds explain to this lady. But all this lady could see was this crazy woman probably thinking like, damn, this opioid pandemic is really bad. It was a really crystal bad. moment. Yeah, but she, it was a sudden yeah, crystal. Yeah. Like your sister was sudden in yeah. that moment. She's like, oh, I don't know what you're doing over there, but uh, just yeah. bring in your coat. <laughs> and Katie was like so embarrassed. And the girl never said anything. Literally was frozen paralyzed oh katie closes the door gosh. like gets in the car and she's like her heart was like racing and she's like that gr- i scared that woman so bad like you know like i look like a homeless yeah. person to her you know she's probably yeah. thinking like you know yeah. what's going on anyways i'm like yeah you couldn't get more awkward katie like you know trying to get into somebody else's car like in the yes, middle of the city but i totally could see like i am picturing in my mind this whole scenario playing yeah. out and how sorry like her throwing her <laughs> yeah. hands up and like she's how like, sorry I thought you're my she sister. is my sister has a new car I'm like <laughs> she's trying to tell her all this information <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just did not. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know. Anyway, so oh, yes, it was like so Sutton and yeah. Crystal. Yes, so Sutton yes. and Crystal. Um, and so the moment that I love that Sutton says because I'm just like this shit's funny. So her and Kyle are like in a car or something going somewhere, and and Kyle's like, yeah, you know, something like I I'm paraphrasing, but like, yeah, well, I've seen uh, I've seen Crystal's sense of humor. And Sutton makes a weird face and Kyle looks at her like, what, you haven't seen it? And uh, uh, Sutton's like, no, but I've seen her tits. <laughs> Wait, that's on the next episode? Yes. Oh, I missed it was that. the greatest no, that's awesome. line. Okay, good. And I'm like, that's so good. It's like, is it too soon? I know. Too soon? Even Garcelle you know, like, was like, was so affected by Garcelle that. said, she's like, Sutton is harmless. She's like, she's a little odd. But she's yeah. not some crazy maniac that's going to, like, do no. something to you in the middle of the night, you know? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. And I think Crystal understands that now. And I could actually see Crystal and Sutton being friends. Yeah. Uh, even, like, opposites attract kind of thing. So it was good to hear, like, on uh, Watch What Happens Live, Crystal came off so differently. Oh, she actually had, like, a personality and and more empathy, like, on that show versus being on the Beverly Hills Housewives. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there's more to Crystal, and I, I want to see more because, of course, I'm judging, right. you know, just based on her in the beginning, and she comes off very dry, flat affect, no empathy for anybody, right. you know. So um, it'll be interesting as we keep watching. But, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. I'm really excited to see this season progress. It's heating up. That's right. And, of course, you know, there's going to be that moment between Sutton and Erica where a- Erica clinches her teeth, and Sutton's just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, Can't so it's going to be crazy. Can't wait. That's but, right. you know, that's it. And I have to say, I'm going off script again with our closing because I refuse. Now I'm being stubborn. <laughs> I refuse to go off that script anymore. I like just pulled it up on oh. my phone. I'm like, okay, here we go. Cheater. <laughs> you cheater. Okay, so uh, I think All it right. goes. Okay, well, let me get my finger on the stop recording button so Oscar doesn't have to make any edits to oh, this yeah, video. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> real professionals here. Um, yeah. Okay. It starts off something like, okay, um, let me Thanks. think. Got to gather my... Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. Here we go. 
Thanks, you guys, so much for listening to me and Jesse on another episode of Judgy and Juryish. Don't forget to check out my other podcast. It's a true crime podcast called Murderish, and you can find it wherever podcasts are available. That's right. And hit subscribe to Judgy and Juryish wherever you're listening now so you don't miss any new episodes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Judgy Juryish. We're also on Twitter under that same handle. And we're on YouTube. Just search for Judgy and Juryish Podcast. You'll find us, hit that subscribe button, and watch us as we recap the housewives. (laughs) That's right. And uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review in your favorite podcast app. Yes, listen to us in your favorite podcast app. Mm -hmm. uh, Give us a five-star rating. Yes, leave us a five-star rating and review, but make it nice because we don't want to have to check you, boo. And remember, fix your face and stay looking hot because you don't want to end up with a crappy mug shot. Bye. Bye.